And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! Good evening, everybody. Thank you for taking the time to uh, join us on a uh, random Friday. The season is done. We can all sit back and take a, you know, pull up a chair and relax a bit and watch the chaos of the playoffs unfold and be safe in the knowledge that our hearts will not explode at the same time. I'm joined by Mike, but um, how are you, sir? You looking good? I'm well, thanks, mate. You sounded a bit, a bit sad that it was me. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Mike, right. everybody. Mike is back. How are you? I'm great, mate. I'm great. Uh, and uh, we're joined by Jason. How are you, Jason? Thank you for joining uh, us. Uh, nice to see you guys. Yeah, a bit knackered, but all good. All good. And uh, as, a, someone I, has already, I, as someone has already noticed, not in a car or lay-by shocker, Andrew, how are you? It's nice that you finally found a place to sit. Yeah, I finally found a home. Someone will actually have me. So, uh, no, just for the night, though. Oh, is it just for the night? <laughs> just, just one night, you know. Yeah. And I mean, and uh, thank you for everyone joining us. And thank you as well for all the questions you've been sending in. Um, to be perfectly honest, there's quite a few that are very similar. So if yours doesn't get asked directly, I hope this is more of a bus. It will take you in a sort of a near direction of where you want to go. You might just have to walk 20 feet to your house as well. Uh, but I guess the first and most important part to start off with, uh, gentlemen, is you've been had quite a busy day. Um, new board members arrived, a new partnership. Is there anything you want to talk about with that before we we get underway? No, I can do. And, and actually, I just I just uh, spoke to Matt at BBC about it as well. Is it's part of it? Part of it with the announcement is just trying to be transparent about what we're up to, and you know, um, and you know, the strategic intent of the of the club. The sort of bigger conversation is, um, you know, when we came in a couple of years ago, we, we Andrew and I talked about, you know, we thought that, you know, improving the culture, improving the infrastructure and improving sort of our decision making through data were the three main capabilities. And I think on one and two, we've overachieved, quite frankly. I mean, the infrastructure work will be endless, but the culture, you know, the stuff that's happening on the pitch is a direct relationship to the stuff on culture, as people know. Um we did this engagement with Loughborough University. Uh, they did an audit of the business. And the outcome of that really was the biggest impact you can have in the near term is recruitment. So we hired Joe Hutchinson. And then the next bit is how you improve performance and comparables. So, you know, what does what does good look like in the game? What does good look like globally? How do we create a long-term business plan? How do we bring data and information into the business that can help us, Debbie and Paul, make better decisions and more informed decisions? And that's the 21st group. They're really good at it. And so, yeah, just delighted. It's another step in terms of helping our decision-making process. And then aligned with that is that they're helping us write the 10-year plan for the business. So we had a three-year plan when we came in for two years in. So now's the time to be thinking longer term based on what we know, what Andrew and I have learned in the last couple of years, which, you know, has been 
there's been a steep learning curve for us and then now we can go actually now we've got hands on the wheel and we understand the potential you know where can we go with this and having people that understand that you know um is going to be really helpful so the first first piece of work is near term for next season and then after that it's the long-term plan that we'll be building out and that'll include creating an investment case that we can see if we can bring other people side andrew and i to help reach the club's full potential so uh, yeah really excited about it and just as one thing to state like in every other business i've been involved with you know culture and data and that combination are both important i think we've done a lot of the culture stuff it'll never be done there'll be a lot of work to do the data there's a way we can go I think there's a competitive advantage we can get from that. But it's good discipline to try and get experts to help you where you've got gaps. And so 21st Group, part of that. And Gareth Jennings has joined us as an advisor. A, fantastic bloke. B, amazing experience at the top echelons of football. So we're just trying to improve the professionalism of the club. And so uh, both well. I mean, what I, what I'm, I find really exciting about it in a, in a couple of ways is um, kind of the foot... We're the, only, we're the only club in and around us, you know, in either League One, League One, League Two, or the National League that are, that are using Twenty First Group. So we've got we've got great access to their to their data, um, and so when we're looking at things like you know early early wins like recruitment and so on, they're already helping us think about hidden gems that might be out there and players that you know players that uh, perhaps are, are are not necessarily obvious in terms. Of, so it's a little bit the, the old fashioned money ball approach. So I, I'm. Personally, pretty excited about about, about that, and, um, and sort of just weaving that in a lot. I'd say along with along with along with Joe into that into that process, and then the early the early stages. Of, you know, what are the early wins? What are the things that again from from high performance organisations? I mean, Gareth comes from a background of, of of building and and being being part of building high performance cultures, and so you know, weaving weaving, weaving Gareth's expertise in alongside Twenty First Group, we think is is a is a is a really really strong combination to to give us that bit that perhaps perhaps is missing perhaps is missing from a lot of clubs at this level but um yeah we've all we've all seen the success of of um of brighton brentford luton uh, who you know have all come from our level and and have gone you know gone places and a lot of them have used similar sort of methods so it's not it's not um uh it's not it's not it's not uh, pioneering but it you know at our level it's 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 it's, it's pretty exciting i think most of them came from our cup run as well. Uh, hmm. But <laughs> interestingly, um, actually, you're joking aside. The only thing working in League One is Plymouth. So, oh, yeah, really? That, yeah. So that's not that wasn't the objective. Is just look at teams that were knocked out of the <laughs> FA Cup. But Plymouth are the only club in League One they work with. And and what was Spurs, it? So, oh, okay. You've got to get a balance right here. <laughs> They've got to do their work in their community somewhere. Um, in terms of. Um, what was it? What was the sales pitch? Or well, not the sales pitch? But what was sold it to you at, at the time? Because I imagine there must be quite a few companies that are out there that do something similar. And I see that they both work on and off the pitch. Are they going to be doing both at the club as well, or are they focusing on one in particular? Yeah, it wasn't a sales pitch. I went to I went to find them. So um, you know, we we looked around people that are having success, long term success, and how you build how you build towards that and build towards sustainable long-term success. And, um, you know, when you look around, 21st Group of Advisors, a bunch of those clubs, you know, we've also got really close. I think, you know, my last article in The Guardian to a club in Denmark, FC Norseland, the Make to Dream, and they've used them. 
And so, yeah, you know, we, we just look for comparables and, and, and data in our own assessment of where they've helped clubs be successful over the long term. And then, so, you know, you look around, there's a bunch of data companies, but there aren't data and strategy companies in the same way people who understand both. And then when we met them, just good cultural alignment, good people, smart people, you know, ask really interesting questions, um, try, to, try to debunk some of the myths about football decision making so trying to bring rationality uh, i really like that because you know as i said you know this is about giving paul debbie and us better tools to do the job right and some of it is like trusting your instincts and some of them is being suspicious of your instincts right and that's where data can help so um, no sales pitch we went to find them and they came highly recommended was it um was it something you both sort of had a preconceived idea about two years ago when you came in or is it is the sort of data side of things a journey you've come on whilst you've sort of your first couple of years owning a football club? Um, just looking at it from the outside, it looks a fantastic appointment, just looking at the history and things. But especially a club like ours, which we hear the same stories about maybe not being as attractive as some clubs, it, it does really look like a, a good avenue to be going down, trying to think a little bit, that terrible phrase, but a little bit different, a little bit outside the box. So is it something you already knew about or, or just where a point you've got to about wanting to go down that way? No, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we, we look at in our, in our businesses. I mean, data's, data's massive in what, in, in what I do as well on a, on, a, on, a, on a day basis, but Jason's built a number of businesses on the, on the back of, um, on the back of, on the back of data science and, and behavioral, behavioral um, economics and, and similar. And, and we, we, we look, we look at um, what are the, from day one, we've been looking for what are the drivers for performance that we can, can get that extra extra yard out of people. And and you know, as we've seen, even this season in in, uh, in the league, it's a it's a it's a it's a game of fine margins. You know, so we want we we genuinely want to make sure that we're 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 giving every every possible uh, every possible improvement to that. And, and data is the data is I think it exists. It's being used more and more. And I think you've only you see the success of the. Um, of, the, of, of some of the models, models, football models out there, um, that we, we think it's we think it's it's it's, it's integral to what we uh, what we need to do. And just to build on that, I mean, you know, you know, I, I say my day job, but actually this is my day job now. But like in, investing in in the last twenty odd years of looking at text, um, there's, there's no successful businesses will exist in ten years that don't have data science and AI at their core. I mean, it's just I mean, I'm, I'm, I I think that. Is a whole other conversation, but the technology playthrough, like anyone that's not having an evidence-based culture and using data to improve the information and decision making won't exist or certainly won't be having any success. So this is just good discipline and good professional activity in any business, but there's a real opportunity in football because it, that's certainly down our level. It's not pervasive. So we think it's a good way. You know, we, we over-index on culture. We believe that, you know, we're trying to turn around a ship that's 17 years at least a work to do and so i think we've done the heavy lifting on that we've started and then this is this is something that we really believe strategically will give us a real edge um just improving our match fitness to you know kind of metaphor i think we're this is a good discipline and a good capability that will improve the organization so but that's true of many organizations but particularly at the level of football we're playing at I guess the, the, my last question on it as well, obviously you've made a point of there's not many other clubs, well, none in League One and League Two now, thanks to well, Plymouth's success. But was there there's something that uh, 21st 
found in Grimsby that they were looking at as well? Was it just that needs aligned or, or, or was was there a cultural uh, sort of draw to them to, to come into us as the first club in, shall we say, yeah. the lower leagues? Well, I think it's, I mean, they, they really like thinking, you know, fact, you know, and, you know, we haven't got much of a sample to argue about football that long, but they, they think that they, they we're not, we don't speak as openly about the strategy for obvious reasons because we don't give away what we're trying to do. But at the same time, what we're trying to do on the field, what we're trying to do in the community in terms of using the football club as an anchor for football, you know, is is unique. Like we believe our right to be custodians is paying in the football, but by moving football and our performances, we think there's an open-ended capability to to be useful in changing the narrative of the town. So they think that's unique. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's probably a question for them. But you know, they 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 they'd like the interaction. You know, the fact that we're trying to think slightly tangentially about the role of football in society, whilst recognising it begins and ends on the afternoons. Um, but they probably compelling to want to go on that journey with. Again. We can get them on, you know, if you if you fancy, if you fancy, if there's a niche techie sort of pod, we could get them to come on and chat to you guys. It would be helpful. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, anything like that is there. We can we can do the data. We can't do the kick in the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess as well that it's really worth making the point of Gareth as well coming on. I mean, I'm probably not the only town fan that's had a look on a LinkedIn page this week. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, how I, I almost went with how did that move come about? Um, but um, yeah, what how what what brought you into um bringing him in? And um, obviously, there's quite a lot of experience, and and how did it come around? I guess so. We 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 just looked around the board as, as we you know, we, we came in early, we knew the things Andrew and I wanted to do, and sort of have, have executed on that. And then, as we were talking, probably the best part of nine months ago now, we were saying. Um, what are the gaps? And it's pretty obvious around the board table. We've got nothing but love and enthusiasm for the club and the town, but we do lack a bit of football expertise in the league. And that's no disrespect to any of the board members, but actually people that have grown up in the game and people that can know what good's like and, and can talk about academy structures, can talk about, you know, can talk about recruitment processes. And we, you know, Paul and Chris are great at that. But, you know, if we have any more success, then people will be coming in for Paul and Chris. And we don't. So we, we need some permanence in the football club that can advise and input on the conversation about how to improve technically. And we used a recruiter. So we used one of the top recruiters and they put a bunch of people in. So one, they had to be passionate about the project, long term project Two, have exemplary technical capability and three, be good people. People want to be around, people we like, people who are fun are values led. And so you know, Gareth was top of the pile, quite frankly. So we're delighted that someone of his calibre would, would want to come on that journey as an advisor to us. It's interesting, while we've gone through this process, he was offered this role as technical director of in the Abu Dhabi league, this new league out there. So he's actually, so I was like, oh God, he's got this super high paid, high profile job in the Emirates now. You know, what's going to want to keep him coming back to Grimsby? And the 30 called like, I hope, you, I hope you're still going to offer me. I'd, I'd, I'd be really gutted if I couldn't do this role. I was like, brilliant. You know what I mean? It's like, he loves what we're doing. He wants to be on the journey and he's got a massive amount of experience. But the fact that 
you know, that was his first thing he said to me, was just a little testimony. So we chuffed a bit to have him along for the ride. But he's, he's just a top player. And again, we should get him from and he's got decades of experience. And um, yeah, he's, um, yeah, but most of all, he's, he's, he's a good guy. Henry, is, is it the first person Grimsby FIFA related to, since the old FIFA chairman? You did a profile on him years ago. Can you remember what his name was? Was this uh, one of the old owners? Yeah, he was a, pre he was a president, oh. wasn't he? Yeah, he's a president. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but wasn't he the um, was he the same bloke that coined the phrase like a duck to water? Yes, is that the same profile? It was. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> We need that. It's, that should be the club motto, shouldn't it? <laughs> if he's the one that coined it. Got to check into his history, I think, before we do that. But, you know. Um, well, I guess uh, questions now I, would be a brilliant place to start. And um, quite a few came in on Blundell Park. You were on uh, Humberside a couple of uh, at the end of the season, just talking about some of the changes being made to the main stand. Um, we've had the discussion on here before. So, you know, we won't cover old ground. Uh, but we will talk about the old uh, the old one in terms of London. But Arthur Drury, thank you, Sam. And thank you, Andrew, uh, who are coming in to tell us. Um, what's happening at BP? And uh, in terms of, I guess, the crowds, have they taken you a bit aback by how sort of quickly they've grown and London Park pretty full? And 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 has that changed any thought, thoughts or have you had to accelerate some plans that are going into into the season? Oh, Jason's, think, <laughs> Jason's yeah. heard this question before. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give a different yeah. colour to the answer. It's um, just been a long way. Sorry, that's really the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, there's a few, there's a few different elements to that question. I mean, in, ter in terms of, in terms of the crowds, obviously we've been amazed by the, by the, uh, the, the, the crowds, the crowds that have come in, both at season ticket level, but also kind of consistently throughout the season, um, and, and, and obviously there have been. Some issues where where um, we've not been able to um, get people into the into the ground because seats are blocked by by season ticket holders. So we are we are looking at the uh, ways to proactively dealing with that. Deal with that. We've had a a, a very nice response from from people who have um, pressed the altruism button on the on the uh, on the on the season ticket portal to give their give their seats back. And typically, we're getting between fifty and hundred people doing that. You know, doing that on 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 games that, uh, that that and we're really appreciative of that, and I'm sure the people that get the tickets are appreciative of that of that happening. But we're we're looking at we're looking at a few options as to to basically encourage encourage more more take up of that because we recognise that every season ticket holder is not necessarily going to come to every single every single game, um, and and we we want we want to get Blondell Park as as full as possible. So what we're committed to is to is to get. Uh, is to get something before the beginning of the season that will will make it very clear, um, both in terms of incentive, but also practicality from from a sort of ease of use plus uh, administration in terms of not you know not inundating um, our, our already super hardworking staff at Blundell Park um, with, uh, with with sort of but with uh, but we want to make we want to make it kind of ex exciting and interesting and and uh, and I guess you know, there's a, there's a there's a financial element to it as well. So we'll we'll come back we'll come back on that um, in, in before before the beginning of the season. In terms of, in terms of the main stand, um, we are starting a, a program of works um, on on the main stand. Um, not nothing too noticeable this 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 close season in terms of physically, but there'll be a little bit more next season. Um, we're aiming to do some other some other things behind the scenes and make some some improvements to a number of the areas. You know, we get comp 
common comments about like the toilets and and, and similar. Um, so we're, we're we're looking to do some do some works uh, to to improve the the fan the fan experience at uh, at BP. And in terms of the sort of general question about about capacity, um, which I know is a, again is a common question that, that comes up, it is something that we're we're actually looking at. In fact, I was on on a, on a call earlier on today with with um, with, with 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 Debbie and, and the team uh, looking at looking at a few options. It's a little bit blue sky options at this stage, but um, you know, there are, there are, there are some there are some ideas that can that can work. But I think one one sort of word of kind of I guess comment on this would be. Um, one of the one of the big things that's happening in football at the moment is the um, is the implementation of the football regulator and the fan led review, and as a result of that, there's going to be hopefully quite a lot of money, further money trickling down from from the Premier League to um, to League One, League Two, and probably the National League as well. Our our sort of reading of the tea leaves on that is that. Um, uh, is is, a, is that, that that most of that money will be will be sort of earmarked for infrastructure improvements, uh, and so things like expanding a ground, things like training ground, things like items of that nature will, I suspect, be 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 what the the Premier League will want to see their money going into, rather than into player wages or into 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 other other aspects. So um, we're not necessarily we're, we're we're that that should hopefully be in place by. The beginning of the 24-25 season and potentially with a shadow regulator sooner sooner than that um and and there's quite a lot of work to be done and again jason jason and i and debbie intend to be sort of at the at the forefront of the of the of the the lobbying if you like to to make sure we get a fair deal for for league one league two um as well as uh, obviously the the rest of the the rest of the efl We've got a, a few follow-ups, really. I guess going back to to the start of what you said with the um, with the the initial capacity and and freeing up season ticket seats. Uh, firstly, have you found that the uptake of releasing season ticket seats increased as the season went on? And um, in terms of what you can do next season, are you currently limited by the the system that we're using, or or um, is it still quite um, flexible so the, i think i think as people have got used to the system that you you have got we have we have uh, the increases the the take up has increased a little bit um our, our ticket system is not perfect as 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 is well documented particularly in moments of of high of high demand but i i, I think on a sort of day-to-day -day basis um it's perfectly capable capable of dealing with um the the uh uh, sort of an increased number of, of seat, seats being released and we'll certainly be going through a, a, an education process to make sure those that aren't aware of kind of how to do it will will be very well aware and hopefully as i say there'll be there'll be incentives to 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 um, to make that happen by uh, by the time we get into get into next season so um yeah we, we don't we just don't want, we just don't want the situation of um of 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 fans uh, being disappointed and or, and or having a, having a their first experience coming to Blunder Park and having a restricted view at the back of the main stand, which you know we all love the back of the main stand, but it's um it's not it's not the best uh, best view in the park, is it? It's... With the main stand specifically, I know we've um we've we've heard that there's going to be quite a lot of money spent on that this summer. Um, Richard Richard Young was asking something we've discussed before. I mean. Look, sort of medium term how viable financially is is the main stand um if you're having to incur costs just to just to keep it going sort of thing well again you've got you got to look at you got to look at the physical um 
the physical sort of footprint of the main stand and um you've got you know a whole row of houses behind it so you know, it's not as if we could knock it down and build a, you know, a lovely new cantilever stand and and that become the the, uh, the sort of the new the new uh, sort of principal stand if you like of, of of the ground so um we certainly haven't ruled anything anything in or out on that but i think a, a kind of a working assumption is it's it's going to have to kind of continue broadly as it is in, in its current footprint for the, for the time being and any sort of expansion of capacity will be in the kind of more obvious places in the corners and um, kind of elongating out perhaps the um, the main stand and or and or the um, what the uh, the other stand as it as it's still currently unnamed. Um, I still call it the Finders, but uh, whatever whatever it, uh, whatever it's named. It's worth just, saying, Mike, as well, just to build on that is that you know actually you know we're we're, we're looking at to Andrew's point if we can. First thing is safety. So it's not a matter of can you spend or not, it's safety. So we're in negotiation to see if we can extend the schedule of work into next year, which we'd like to do because to Andrew's point, you know, the next year in terms of money flowing down independent regular, I think a lot of things are going to change. And if there's an opportunity to, to if, the, if, we, if we can confirm the safety is not a risk, then ideally we'd like to push that work into next year. But that's a negotiation at the moment and just making sure that we get guidance on that. The second thing is like part, part of what we're trying to do is, is think strategically about the opportunity in the football club. And so, you know, there's like remedial work we have to do and you have to spend money on. We've got no choice. And then there's now we're trying to step back, bought a bit of breathing space, you'd think, within the first two years of being here by showing what we're about and showing the momentum and try to think systematically around the next 10 years. And, you know, at some point, we'll look at, at look capacity. At some point, we'll look at, you know, those additional places we can add capacity today and then beyond that. But, you know, we want to, we want to do it in the round rather than, rather than just going, look, we'll just change that, we'll change that. Unless we have to, because there's a massive upgrade in terms of, experience or for a safety reason we now want to just step back and breathe a little bit and try and think a little bit more holistically about you know where the opportunity is in the football club and the main stand's part of that but you know um as a minimum we've got to make sure the same considerations are taken care of um but also you know it's, it's worth just saying and again we're not talking about state new stadiums but the economics of stadiums from 20 years ago just don't stack up in the way that they did the sort of enabling projects that used to fund out of town things just don't exist anymore. So, you know, it's a 20 or 30 million pound project to get something that's not great. You know, it's like, so it's it's not a, it's not a big undertaking. So it's looking at it. But again, it's like we've got to prioritise and we've got to be strategic about, you know, where, where we can apply effort and improve the organisation. It's it's worth reminding Lincoln City down the road. I think they're spending one point eight million to add an additional seven hundred seats. So it kind of gives you an idea of how much it it costs just for those sort of places. They've got a heck of a lot more space to make those upgrades should they wish to, compared to Blundell Park. Um, I guess it's a nice problem to have. At least I don't think you were worrying about Blundell Park being packed to the rafters when you first took took the reins. Um, is there has there been a because obviously these are going to be expensive changes and um has there been an exploration in terms of how away tickets are distributed whether you give them an initial smaller allocation and then they have to purchase ones later on i mean i know we're getting into the minutiae but for example the last game of the season wimbledon brought 300 odd i assume that might have been capable of going in the corner in comparison or are there other safety guidelines on top of it 
that you have to follow on in particular games? There are, there are a variety of a variety of uh, considerations um, for each for each game, and you know, this season we have experimented a little bit with the Osmond Stand. We've had some games where we've had the away fans in the in the corner, and some fans where the, sometimes we've had the away fans in the in the two uh, the two, uh, two the other two sections. The um, again, it's been it's been good that we've had the demand and capacity, and it's been lovely to see those see those those stands full and and the atmosphere coming out of the Osmond's been been terrific this season. I think it's really added to. To the experience at, at BP, so you now we're, we're going to take away again over the close season where we have chance to to breathe, and and there will be games that will categorise as you know the obviously big games where we'll need to to allocate um, the the larger section to, to 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 away fans, but you know ultimately we want to uh, we want to fill the fill the ground with Grimsby Town fans, and and so uh, within within the constraints of the considerations of the safety advisory group and 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 safety and advice from the police. Um, we'll we'll be looking to to optimise the that, that that situation during uh, during next season. But I think I think it's safe to say that we've we've had some good learnings this season in terms of seeing uh, how it works both um, both you know both uh, with with our fans in the uh, in the larger section and in and and indeed in the corner. You get plenty of space on the floodlights. You can put the Crawley fans up there. No problem. Come <laughs> um, um, uh, on then, come on then, Andrew. Uh, training ground update. Let's get that question out of the way. <laughs> okay, there we go. You want to... <laughs> next, next question. No, um, <laughs> no. We, 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 as you, as you might have, as you might have heard, the, um, uh, the, the team, the team were actually training the last couple of weeks at um, at Blumber Park because we wanted to get um, a good start on the training ground at Cheapside in terms of in terms of pitch upgrade and and renewal, and we've been. Investing quite a bit in in in, in that uh, in that in that surface this year to uh, to improve things. We are co- we are continuing conversations, um, and I sound very much like a stuck record on this. Um, but rest assured, there is there is um, sort of things going. There are things going on in the background, but there's nothing yet to uh, to announce. And I can I can tell you that as soon as there will be, you'll be you'll be the first to hear. But um, so there's nothing concrete to uh, exclusively exclusively reveal on the, on the DM34 podcast tonight, unfortunately. Oh, we'll we'll live. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You can you can tell others if if you yeah, make some no. money from it. Tell the others, then you will 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 follow it up. Uh, if, you know, I don't know what Matt Dean's pockets are like, but if they're deep enough and you can get a hundred quid out of him for telling him first, then do so. He just he actually just he said the same thing to me. I just did an interview about the twenty first. But at the end of it, he asked me about the training. I'm like, well, you know, geez, you know, we we, we want to do the right thing for the long term. Uh, once we know, we'll, we'll tell people. But you know, the ball's in the, the 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 other other part of the court at the moment in terms of people deciding whether they want to do this. So, um, but it'd be a long process, and doing it right while they're doing it quickly is always the important thing. I think I think we want to make sure that anything we do is is also future proofed. So you know, we're ambitious we're ambitious for the club and for the town, and we we want to make sure that what we do is is not just you know, that we we think about it as a as a phase process as well, where we can we can add to it over time. So. Um, that kind of goes into the thought process as well. That's good. That was pretty good. That was only a, a minute or two, so that's good. Mike, can I, I was just going to say sorry. So just a quick one. So we um, we met we met some potential investors in Scunter, but we didn't end up investing. And um, they asked us if we had any suggestions, and Andrew suggested we use their their their, their ground as a training facility. Um, so which cut the meeting pretty short. <laughs> but um, I thought it was a brilliant <laughs> joke. <laughs> 
they weren't, they weren't very they weren't very happy with that. <laughs> Get them, I mean, it's it's available to rent. If it's there, it's a you know it's a market. Um, <laughs> Mike, what other questions have you seen that you wanted to ask? And um, there was just two two quick ones on the stage. My promise, last two is firstly, someone was asking about the PA system again. I know you've had that till you know. Um, and another question was about atmospheres um, in the stadium. I know we had in the fans um, on the um, the survey we did that it was oh, more fans didn't want sort of a singing section. But have you put any thought towards uh, safe standing in the pontoon to try and create a bit of an atmosphere in there, or have you given any more thought to that since since we last spoke to you? Well, we did we did spend a bit of money on the PA system, and it, had, it has been improved. Uh, we've tested that, so the sound quality has been like it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But um, the, the sort of media work done, I think, it was like twenty grand. But the, a new system is three hundred plus thousand pounds. Like, just not what we're going to spend on at the moment. Like, it's it's okay, it's not great, but in the choices that we're going to make in the near term, again, if if, if the funding comes down for operate um, for, for for sort of capital expenditure like that, that would be a good one to do. Um, the atmosphere it's perennial and we, we tend to kick this back to fans with and to the trust we're saying look we, you know we're open to suggestions I mean safe standing actually reduces capacity so you know we keep getting um, you know requests to improve capacity and then we look at safe standing and safe standing actually reduce capacity so it's like well but actually it feels like I'm sure that the stand is the thing it's a bit of an enigma isn't it that the, the, some of the home attendances just ebb and flow in terms of atmosphere so we're open to suggestions you know we'll look at We'll look at stuff over the closed season again, but you know we're, we're open to people making suggestions and coming collectively. I love the, um, I love um, Carl the drummer. I think that, that I saw it for the first time where at Mansfield that was horrible. You know, Carl's doing that a lot of home games now, and there's a bit of grumbling from some people. But I think that changes the atmosphere. Um, you know, and, and so so it's it's difficult to know what it is about home in a way. And we've all got theories, right? But. Um, no, BP, people, when it's rocking, it's rocking, isn't it? So we just need to make sure people are into it. Any suggestions you guys have got? Um, but, you know, we said to the trust again and again, it's like, could you, you know, could you think about, you know, um, I like the little thing about playing songs after goals, you know, things like that. You know, there's something that people, ultimately, we're all accountable for it. But um, we we'll sort of back that back to people, really, to say, you know, what things do you want to trial? Um, I'm not sure safe standing's the answer. The, the people in the pony are going to be the people in the pony whether they're standing or sitting, and, that, and that's always been pretty good for atmosphere anyway. It's kind of the rest of the ground, isn't it? Um, I've been impressed the last couple of years with, you know, the, the, the upper young spinders, whatever it's called these days, you know. Again, there's a really good atmosphere coming from that, which hasn't always been the case. So I think it's just about, you know, what do we do collectively to get people engage with the product on the field i guess because once that's happening it raises the crowd anyway so we'll try and improve the football hopefully that'll do the job naturally I mean, one, one thing that's a small thing that's coming in next season that uh, i think will will kind of help kind of get the crowd going and keep things moving is um is the multi-ball system so so you're going to get um you're going to get some throw-ins that will be much quicker and hopefully more more exciting as, as you kind of Go, go through and, and so and there's a bit of shithousery capable of being done by the uh, by the ball boys I suspect in that in that uh, in that event as well Mike already will be delighted <laughs> <laughs> that is a very niche reference does anybody else remember that <laughs> Alex most of your references mate are niche they are very niche <laughs> they are how have you how have you felt about the work that you because you invested a lot of money in the pitch last season, uh, last off season? Is that correct? How have you how have you felt that panned out? 
overall? And are you are you anticipating needing to spend any more this summer to improve it further? Or yeah, yeah, we're on that. I mean, I mean, cheap side. The reason we were training on the last two weeks of Blunder Park was that we we started the work on cheap side, and that's that's really we'll get the return on it in the sort of day to day. Um, it's funny, like God, I, I spend a a, 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 an unnatural and unhealthy amount of time thinking about the weather and rainfall in northeast Egypt these days. You know, November was record rainfall, and so when we look at the pitch, like it's like we, we, we live near the North Sea, it's going to piss them. We I don't have a five G pitch which is a million quid, which we'd love to at some point. You know, we've just got to keep making incremental improvements and 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 and, and pray that the weather's favourable. But it was funny on on, on Monday. Looking at it, I was like, for this time of year. I, you know, I've been coming to that ground for over four years. It was in really good, you know, for the season that we've had. And people sort of forget that sometimes. And look, no one's happy with like November and January games where it's patchy underneath the um, the, the, the stand formerly known as Findus. Uh, you know, I look at that all the time. It's like my my receding hairline. What's left of it? Because again, bald and bald. They ultimately. We've invested and it's improved. And those of us that remember what that pictures look like at this time of year. But look, we'd, we, again, we're having to make choices. Both of us would love to be laying, you know, laying a 5G hit. Yeah, I love it. But, you know, that's going to be part of the strategic review. And when we go and raise money and fundraise, you know, that'll be one of the choices that we have right now. It's just we've got to keep spending to improve it in the tens of thousands rather than the hundreds now. Um, and there will be there will be improvements this summer. And I'm just a shout out to Martin and the team, the grounds. They are really good at what they do, and they, it, they, it matters to them, and they talk about it. Um, so it's just a little bit disappointing sometimes when you know they don't control the weather. That's the big thing. And, and like for for the sort of disproportionate rainfall we had in November, considering that we did some remedial work, I think it was in January again. But um, you know th- there'll be more this close season, and I'm hoping that makes an improvement. But ultimately. You know, if it pisses down, we're going to struggle. We, we've got a longer close season this year um, as well, which should which should help in terms of in terms of that process. And 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 there will there will be track to watch will be will be available um, as well as uh, as the as the close season goes on to keep us all as all entertained as we mm-hmm. wait for the uh, the round ball to come back. I'm delighted don't, to don't, hear that. Yeah, don't don't with Henry. He'll be Henry. What what as a as you know a a, a doctor in you know agriculture what can you help jason and andrew with in terms of i mean you could lay a field of wheat is there anything I mean, they can help I mean, with that I, I also do a rain dance so i mean i, I contribute in that way really so <laughs> yeah but stop doing it in november <laughs> I, I will i will say I did, I did think myself i said it to my dad last day of the season i thought the pitch looked in really good condition on monday and i think um it's really picked up from from where it looked at in january so Dr. Barber approved. And it is relative, isn't it? You know, it's, look, we're, we're under no illusion that we can improve and want to improve it. But um, yeah, it's uh, we're invested and we trust in Martin and the team. But, you know, no, it's, it's like, you know, when results go bad, I always say no one's more concerned than Paul or Chris. And likewise with the pitch, no one's more concerned than Martin and the team. It's their job, right? So, um, but we recognize that, you know, we're um, there's some way, there's some opportunity. You've also got to remember that while we've got while we've got players like Harry Clifton that cover every blade of grass on every game, it's it makes it hard for Martin. So, yeah. are you are you saying the pitch was better in better condition 2020, 2021? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be quiet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Hayley, um, 
Hayley Cox came in and said, uh, last night it was a huge privilege for the women's team to go into Blundell Park. Thank you for allowing them to go on there. Uh, they thoroughly enjoyed themselves and good advocates for women's football in general. I guess the question from that is, how close, what are the plans for the women's team? We've really enjoyed their success and they've been really open on coming on here and having chats. And what what does the future look like for the how they become closer tied in with the club? And, and do you have any plans for that? Yeah, so, so so again, look, brilliant result last night. I've seen many 12 nils at Blunder Park even times. But actually, you know, what we've done is we've done a bit with the, with the, with the ladies' team to bring them into the academy structure and to, you know, professionalise it a little bit. But it's nowhere near what we want. So part of the review with 21st Group is thinking about the potential of the women's game and what we can do. You can argue it's a bigger opportunity than the men's football actually in terms of the evolution of the sport as well so but i'd be lying to you is that like we've had to come in and prioritize and we've been prioritizing the men's first team but it matters to us you know even small things like i've said like being called chair rather than chairman i've got a son and a daughter and i need to stand in front of them and both feel like we're committed to to, to being an inclusive club that both both the male and female games so we want it we're a long way off where we want to be but we're committed to it conceptually and and the strategy work with 21st group will hopefully plot a course for us but just really well done i mean the fact just a, a little bit of extra resource and effort has just really borne fruit so they're making it harder for us as well by continued success and that's how it should it's when their trophy cabinet's bigger that's that's the that's the thing when you've got them both in the in the uh you know the stand formerly known as prince um Mike, any other questions you'd seen as well? I, I feel like I'm talking quite a lot. Yeah, so one that sort of came into into my head is, is the last couple of seasons we've we've been quite quite a quick turnaround. We've had various things happening at the end of the season, and and this year, um, even though every game counts, um, there's obviously been a bigger lead up into the close season. So, sort of from a fan's point of view, is where do you think we're placed in terms of? preparations for next season um on the pitch you know are we are we ahead of where we've been and are, are things rolling on that side of things well i mean i can start and then maybe andrew join in i mean i I'd, I'd be surprised if the club has ever been as prepared as we are now i mean we we started thinking about the budget process in in january so we had a budget you know that we'd at least as a baseline for paul and for joe to start thinking about targets, you know, um, by March. And so the idea that this club was thinking and planning for next season way before the season ended, I'm, I, you know, the club for a long time said that never happened before. And that's just about being thoughtful and, and planning carefully about what we want to do. Second thing is, you know, Joe joins us in November. You know, it was a bit early for January, I think, but he was very helpful in January. But, you know, we've been thinking, planning, and talking to potential targets since then. Seeing whether we land the ones, all the ones we want, obviously not. But the fact that we're having those conversations and we're marketing ourselves to players and thinking about, you know, those conversations, got to put you in better shape. You just look organised, you look professional. And so that's really helpful. Um, I think I think what I'm most excited about is a little bit of space to breathe. We're all going to have a break. But actually, it's just been so it's been so wonderfully chaotic in terms of you know, the playoffs last year, the short close season, the FA Cup this year. But it's been relentless, and everyone's knackered. And so I think I think one of the things that I've been really uncomfortable with, and Andrew shares this, is like we just haven't been as systematic in our thinking and planning for the long term. Which is why 
I'm excited about the 21st group stuff because, you know, it just gives you the chance to discipline about this, which is why I've been reacting. We've been a bit reacting. And it's worked out, right, by the by the league position, I think, and the FA Cup stuff. But I'm really looking forward to really planning the next few years and being responsive and having to stuff. But I think that's the bit for me is like after a bit of a break, it's thinking about plotting the calendar of events, thinking about when we need to start thinking about different, you know, things like kit renewal, things like, you know, season tickets. Like we've, we've got two years of cycles now where we understand when the deadlines are and when we need to start. Thing. And both and I like to spend time thinking and debating to make better decisions. And it's been a bit reactive, to be honest, just by the nature of how it's been. So that's the thing. I think we're in really good shape and time will tell, you know, whether that thinking time has been helpful. We've really been enabled, Paul and Debbie, to start making decisions earlier um, and importantly, give them a break. So they're both getting a good break in the next month or so, which is absolutely critical to sustain this pace as well. And then importantly, given we've got a bit of time now. Um, with some good advice and some good experts to really start thinking about the next few years as well. So I'm, I'm re- I feel really good about it, and it's my, it's my. I feel, I feels like my natural habitat more than than just responding to everything. As a CEO, you have to be responsive, but actually, what's equally as important is being thoughtful and, and strategic and planning as well. And we haven't had a chance to do as much of that as I would like. So I think we've got that chance now, which is great. I think if I just add a couple of things. Um... Obviously, the FA Cup run this year has been fantastic in terms of the firms, sorry, the clubs, the clubs profile, um, and and sort of kind of growing, you know, growing the uh, growing the growing the profile across um, across both our league and and you know, and above and below. Um, but we're we're thinking, as as Jason sort of alluded to, we're thinking hard about how we how we you know we recognise we are you know, we're in Grimsby that we are geographically where we are. We're not going to move. We're not going to move. Um, and and so how do we how do we market ourselves to players um clearly paul and chris are, are a great ambassador for us and you've only seen some of the improvements of and and performance of some not all but some of the some of the lone players that um that, that kind of come across and we're we're building relationships with you know with with quite a lot of clubs um above us i mean we've we've had, we've had without naming names you know premier league clubs saying to us you know what are you looking for this this year in terms of in terms of um, positions so yeah, we've we've got a we've got a you know, building building a good re- uh, relationship that way where we've got the the media team to work on on some marketing of Grimsby Cleethorpes as well as a as a as a place to to show players and to get, kind of get them excited about coming here um, and looking at things like accommodation and and just again they're all small things but hopefully they all add up together to 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 sort of make a difference to uh, to, to, to 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 players and 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 I think you know the even even those players who are who are leaving, as you've seen in some of the interviews and interviews this week, um, you know they've they've really enjoyed their time here and and you know go away and hopefully as good ambassadors for for the club uh, down the line. So we want to just keep building on that and have Grimsby as as a place where people want to come and want to be and and hopefully um, can share in the, in that sort of uh, in that sort of that sort of journey. I guess they, it's, it's small changes, but they're, they're definitely the ones that we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, where you talk about the promoting the, the area, making them aware of the good schools, lia- liaisons for the players if they're moving here. I, I guess this is a great area for young families because as a, we, we spoke to the, the, the Wimbledon podcast, they were kind enough to take us to the ground and stuff. The, so that we always think you've got the, the you know, the, the up, one, one up on us because it's very hard to attract a fourth division player on a, sort of you know three grand a 
three grand a, a month or whatever it may be to try and get them a two bedroom house in southwest London. Um, it's just not it's just not what it is compared to what you can get up here. Um, and it's all those small changes. And I guess you get into that point now, two years, lots of quick, a lot of the quick wins have been done. It's now the the hard changes that are either going to be, you know, long term projects or quite costly in the in the future. Um, one of the questions we got and we, 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 we need to talk about and Jane said, how close have you come to chucking it in after reading some of the numbskull stuff on Twitter and Facebook about the way you're running the club? including from us uh so jane apologies if we have i never thought we did but there we go <laughs> um never i mean n n not even close i mean, I mean it's fair it doesn't mean yeah. sort of honestly i knew and wouldn't have happened if we were as early that we're taking back from people it's just not how you get on so um, but you know, not, never even contemplated throwing in the towel i mean the, the, the social media stuff is frustrating like uh, my natural default is to try and be open and share, and, I, and I'm not on social media much these, you know, because it is frustrating. You know, we're not, we're not, we, we, you know, we, we've got careers and we've got lives and families and stuff. So we're not customer service as well. That's not the job to sit by responding to every tweet or email. You know, we want to make sure people are heard. But there's a little bit of that sometimes. And the other bit, the one that really frustrates me though, and and like, I'd love to. I'd love to find a way to put it to bed without just, you know, sounding ominous or threatening. But like the stuff on speculation around people leaving the football club really pisses me off. It's like, look, no other organisation would have that type of scrutiny. People, people leave businesses all the time for a number of reasons, and we've had, you know, we can't always comment on it. There might be a number of reasons. So, that, and I'm not, I'm not really any one individual here, but we've had people had to leave for health reasons, criminal reasons, you know, performance reasons, there's all kinds of things we're trying to do in turning around the football club. Again, I'm not talking about one individual, but there's a variety of reasons, including people not wanting to, us to talk when they leave, and we respect that as well. So I just, you know, we're not going to comment on that stuff. That's the bit, you know, people have heard a whisper about someone like, this was an underperforming organisation. And, you know, we've had to come in and we've had to rectify that and it's still on a journey. And Debbie's done a phenomenal job at that. So just the gossipy speculation around individuals is just tedious. I'd ask people to think about, you know, I think we're pretty open. I think we should we wear our values openly, but, but we're ambitious and we're disciplined as well. And that's, do they think the organisation's been well run and are we improving? And we're on a journey, but I think we are. And I think it is. And so, you know, I just think it's really important that, you know, people understand that the standards that we're setting, and it's all of us as leaders, aren't for everyone. And, you know, in, you know, I never speak disparagingly about the past, but it definitely wasn't being managed in a way that I or Andrew would manage a business around performance management, around objectives, around standards, around the sort of discipline we expect. We want people to feel that they love their place of work and they're happy there. But the quid pro quo for that is that they need to be committed and step in and be part of that journey and own their own roles and it's just not for anyone so i guess yeah just 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 I'd, I'd love that's the bit about social media that we won't ever be responding to but like you know it, it was like the thing about john lackey the other day where someone put an, we should get an opportunity to go by john offered john a chance to come on monday they called him because and so i'd hope after two years you know, the way we're trying to be transparent, the way we're trying to turn up and be honest and authentic about stuff is like we want the organisation to improve. 
I mean, what I was getting a constant speculation of hearsay about individuals coming and going is just, it's a waste of people's energy and time. And actually, importantly, it'll stop people coming and working for the football club because the scrutiny that they're going to have as well. So, look, it's up to people to judge the performance of the organisation. We're in this for the long haul. We'll definitely give in because of a bit of criticism or, or, you know, some anonymous people on social media. But at the same time, you know, I think we've earned the right now based on the way we're showing up, the way we're being available, the information that we're given to, to show that, like, we're disciplined about the improvements we want to make. Um, and look, if, if the organisation is successful in the next couple of years, and that's for people to judge us on, and we'll be happy to pass it on if we run out of capability and stuff. But, you know, what I'd state is the success that we're having on the pitch, culture, the, the changes that are being made through the work that we've all done collectively is why we've had that success. So you can't have it both ways, you know, that the, the improvements we're trying to make and the, the standards we're trying to set have filtered them to improve out in the National League and in the league this year. And um, and that'll continue, right? So, sorry, that was a bit ranty. I didn't expect to say. I'm just saying, look, um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I, I, I'm I, spending a time on social media personally because i was like like i'm getting sucked into a vortex of negativity which just isn't what i'm going to let myself be and the second thing is like it's just conspiracy theories someone's friend down the pub has heard something but you know there are a number of people reasons people have left and a lot of some of them aren't great uh and that's and that's been conscious on our part but, but we are trying to turn around an organization that hasn't had the standards that we set for ourselves so i'll probably i'll probably stop there I mean, the only the only couple of things I'd add is 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 you know what's really frustrating is um, is is people saying things particularly behind anonymous anonymous uh, accounts that they wouldn't say to their their mother or their or their kids and you've got to remember that we're you know we're all we're all family family people Debbie Debbie's a you know fa fa family person and you know I, I, maybe I should just call out Debbie in the sense that you know, she specifically went out of, has gone out of her way to say asked me to say today that. Um, and she's very grateful to all the messages of support and uh, and other things that have that have come 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 to her over the last uh, last few weeks during during sort of some of the some of the episodes that have been going on and hopefully we can all just draw a line under that um, that type of activity. We all we all want we all want what's best for the club. I mean, you think we're 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 not we're not here as we've said from day one. We're not here. It's not here as a financial investment. We're here to. We're here to, you know, to 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 build and grow and, and grow something that we love and and create that create that continued connection with the town. But if we're getting if we're getting brick bats left and right, then that's that is a that is something that at some point will um, you know, people people are human and will will break. So um, I just ask people just to think about you know whatever you say, would you say it to your mum or your or your kids? Uh, just just to just to come back after my rant, just to pull back a little bit, is that the majority of people have been brilliant. And like, like, I don't mind the criticism, by the way. Like, if we we feel it and we see it when we have bad games. Don't mind that. That's legit. That's what football's about, is opinions. It's the stuff, it's the gossip, conspiracy stuff. It's like, we have nothing but positive intentions for this club and this town. And so to be taking shit from people who are questioning that, it's just, it's, it, it, do, it does land and like, we've got pretty thick skins and short memories. But what I would say is, I go around the club, most home games, and just the feedback's good. Great, right? The love of for this town, and people—I think most people get it—that that this is why we're doing this. And so, I, I, it's a real match day to me—a really positive reminder, particularly when we talk to kids and families and stuff about, you know, what's going on. So, it is a small minority, uh, but it does—it does land like because they have a 
the small minority has a loud hailer online, but it is a minority and the majority of people, you know, and, and again, I welcome their opinion about when things aren't going well, but that's a different thing just to being, you know, conspiracy theorists and critical just, and then to the stuff that Andrew touched there. But I'd just like to say thank you for everyone that, you know, I've always said, and I'll repeat it again, is like, you'll have sort of, you know, people who support what you do and you have, you have sceptical people, which is absolutely fine within that category, to be convinced or allowed, and then the cynics, and it's that small minority since I just don't listen to them. And it's that pe- those people online are in that cynics. They, that's about them. It's about their lives generally. And so we'll just try not to be dragged down to that level because I, I've been nothing but, you know, wonderfully um, surprised. I think it is surprised by the amount of, of alignment between people who know that, you know, we, we want to improve the club and stuff. So, you know, the, um, we're standing a little ranty there earlier. Um, which I stand by, but actually it is a small minority. Um, criticism and feedback and being pissed off at bad performances, completely legit, but it's beyond the pale, some of it, but at no point, it, that would not be the thing that made us throw in the towel. It's just not our, in our character. So just just one follow-up question to you both, really. I mean, you both got had great careers and, you know, vast business experience. I'll have, it, I'll have in good careers, Penny, be careful. I'll have it. No, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm retired yet. No, no, yeah. <laughs> But um, this was to me and Alex, sorry. <laughs> but um how hard have you have you found the process of turning the club around with this added context as well with the social media stuff added in relative to say some of your experiences in your careers? Um well I, I love doing it with Andrew. Like it's great to have a partner. I think it'd be hard to do it on your own. I think it'd be possible almost to do it on your own because I think just having someone that you know we support each other, we challenge each other, we, do, we don't, don't disagree on much, which is great. You know, you've got sort of values alignment. Um, not really that much hard. I think I think the constituents of crowds and the things, you know, the, the, the one difference is as CEOs in businesses, you can really affect change and performance on a business by getting involved and hiring. And, you know, whereas we can't, there's only so much we can do in terms of affecting the results on a Saturday afternoon. That's the big difference. There's a little bit more of a distance between the things that we can affect and the output of the business being performances and results. But um, no, it's, it's the same sort of disciplines. I think it's, you know, it's culture, it's it's infrastructure, it's people, it's marketing, it's, you know, the same stuff. It's just got a slightly different construction of it. But um, but yeah, having, having, having stakeholders in, in supporters and fans that it's got us it's got it's it's you have to hold it it's 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 heavier it's more precious because we know it's our time's finite you know we've got 140 years history and there's another 140 years ahead of us hopefully so we know this time is finite and we and we take that seriously but it's a real privilege you know that pressure and stress is is a privilege of doing stuff that is important and makes an impact so I feel it that way I feed off it that I always have so you know you don't nothing in life comes without pressure and, and, and stress it's, it's getting the right levels and and what a gift right what an opportunity to be you know trying to write a, a small chapter in the history of something that we we all love and is a massive part of our identity so it, it, it's, in some ways it's no different but for me just it feels like yeah a real privilege the pressure that we feel is a real privilege to have because we know how important it is to all to all of us and and the town it was something Richard was, was saying oh, with the question, which sort of links. 
Sorry. So I was going to say, Andrew, whether whether Andrew just goes now, oh, hey, Jason's a tosser. I don't like working with him. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're all right most of the time. Um, <laughs> no, no, we we um, no, I, I can I can completely echo everything that Jason says, and it is as I said before the sort of the pressures are different to a, to a normal business in that you you know you are you are judged every every Saturday in, in last season every Saturday and Tuesday, um, and and you're not normally judged that way by by shareholders. So. It is a slightly different approach, but a lot of the tools are are the same. A lot of the levers you can pull are the same, uh, and and again, the, the 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 sort of for me the the profile and the media side is something that I I personally in my career have always kept a pretty a pretty low profile. And that's been one of the biggest learning steep very steep learning curves for me in uh, in in terms of uh, in terms of in terms of the uh, the role here. So um, yeah, it's it's you know as long as you keep learning every day, as long as you think you can make make improvements which we're sure we can you know until until we're until we're uh, you know consistently winning the champions league without you know without any you know without any any challenges then then the great thing about football is you know you're not you know you're not at that level so there are there are there is there are areas to improve um and will be areas to, to improve for the next 140 years i didn't know if mike was going to follow up but are you good I guess I guess the question then two years in it the the club's transformation has been pretty well publicized now I think in terms of the FA Cup run brilliant playoffs have you found many clubs coming to to you for advice now I know you feel, still see or you're quite you're new to the whole thing and also the follow up question to that is during the FA Cup run and afterwards have there been many comments and many clubs reaching out to you about how the, the sort of the change in the club and its international and national reputation as well. Both I mean, we're sort, we're sort of finding our there's a there's a sort of a tribe of similar sort of owners. We won't, won't name them to, to embarrass them, but like there's a group of people. You've got that, a WhatsApp group, haven't you? Well, no, there isn't. <laughs> we don't, but there's a group of people who who are similar to what we we think about the value of the football club in the community, and, and you know, so we we and we found some like-minded people who we value their opinions and. But no, not really on the FA Cup stuff. I mean, everyone knows that you know there's there's an element of luck to it, and you know what happens on the day. But but on the whole, you know, we think that the reason why the twenty first group, just to bring it back to them, is that you know they can see that you know we're we're not original, but we are thinking differently to a number of other clubs. I think about where we want to take the club and the role in the community as well. So and that compelled them to want to work with us. But on the whole, you know, we're not we're not we're not sought out for advice on stuff at this stage, and you know it's early days for us. But we have we have found a bunch of like-minded people that we go to, and they come to us, which um, you know, which is which is nice. But it's it's a, it's a relatively small group. <laughs> that's that's a damning comment. <laughs> um, have you? In terms of, we've probably talked about this before as well, in terms of how the football is different to business. But after two years, has it changed any of your, your ethos or the, or your, you know, initial expectations in running the club um, from, from the first two years? Has, has much changed in that way? No, it's valid. For me, it's validated where I think we can apply, you know, and make a difference genuinely. It's like we came in, we thought about culture, you know, infrastructure, data and technology and we're emboldened by that i think you know i think we've got started on it you know i think i think the you know the the the, the pitch performance evidences that to at least to a part 
know, notwithstanding, you know, we've had we clearly had some luck, but you know, it's not all down to luck. We're not saying that we're just, you know, spinning the ball before every game. Is it spinning the ball? That's a different game, isn't it? Anyway, um so 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 um so um what what that's throw me. Um what I would state is that, you know, i I feel emboldened by by that thesis which is again why we've got the 21st group we think that we're on the we're, we're, we're hitting the right chords whether we're hitting them in the right in the right sequence um at the right sort of um pressure is to be told but now i feel i feel really encouraged by and emboldened and i think as we said earlier about a bit of planning and being a bit thoughtful and thinking about what help we need who can we bring in where can we focus efforts and resources and investments um I'm excited. I'm really excited about the next next few years by the evidence that we've had in the last 24 months. Again, I, I think there's, there's lots and lots of work to do and you know, we're, we're not afraid of hard work and that's what we, uh, and we, t we intend to continue, continue to do. And you know, there are parts of, there are parts of the organization we haven't you know, really touched yet and where, you know, again, strides can be made. So, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm like Jason, still, still very excited about the, uh, about, about the, the, both the opportunities and the great, the great thing is that you know every, every, every game, you know, you enrich your, you enrich your experience, you enrich your contacts, you can learn from, learn from others, and you, you know, I've always been a bit of a sponge in business and tried to learn from the best, uh, the best people, and, and, that, and again, you surround yourself with good people, then you, uh, as well as, as well as listen, listen to good, listen to good people, then you, you hopefully. Um, make the right decisions a question from hannah dawson from the whatsapp group who said uh, can i get an update on uh, the b corporation and and how that's going yeah so we 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 put in the went through the audit um at the end of last year actually um and they they want to come and do a site visit because we're going to be touch wood the first pro sports team anywhere in the world to be a b they want to come and validate it and have a look around and meet us or meet the team in person so we're waiting for that date so we think that we've hit the threshold and again just to state the b core status has not been done it's about setting a benchmark of where you want to improve the organization um and so yeah we think we've hit the accreditation but that for them to decide um and we're waiting for a site visit that's why i actually chased them up last week just to see if we've got a date for that but it's been a real heavy lift by debbie and adam in particular the whole team but we think it's a good benchmark to set ourselves and really go on the journey of improvement across all of our credentials governance culture you know um, climate etc so um yeah so i'm hoping uh sooner rather than later but we're, we're holding to them again on there and when they can come for the site visit And I know you, Jason, you've got a final whistle of football in about 15 minutes and then you can turn off completely. So um, for for five days. Uh, um, it's going to be a weekend. I know it's going to be just this week. In fact, I'm going to watch all the football. There's football on at the moment. We'll stop thinking about Grimsby Town for 10 minutes. Playoffs are coming up. I wonder how many mentions we'll get. Um, uh, what's been your highlight of the season for both of you? I think that's an yeah i mean my they were they're really obvious for me i mean it was the um i had a really special day like a lot of people at southampton like i had some some um my lad's mates and their dad came with us and my brothers and my mates from school came down and so 
that was just a to have such a good day out i mean travel travel hopefully well and expectedly we you know i don't normally do this but i had a, I had a decent drink on the day which you know i don't do and funny i got I was on the train and a, and a town fan got on the train and sat near and had a really good chat about the day and it was, it was just a really lovely day and then the result was just once in a lifetime experience right so we'll say once in a lifetime and then so that was just remarkable. And at the end of it, like my son was in tears. I kissed my brother and my best mate from school. And I was just like, this is just, oh, eventually my wife as well. She was there. I kissed her at the end. Uh, but it was just such a lovely, what, what a privilege to be at a game and experiencing that. And then, and then they're quickly followed by, I, I genuinely, I, I'm not overly emotional. I think I've got an emotional side, but like they, um, after the game at Brighton, seeing, seeing everyone staying behind and singing, I thought that was just such a beautiful moment in the history of the club, that connection between the fans and the players and, you know, to be in that setting. And I was like, that was, that was something for the ages. And I thought it was such a, 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 a such a great example of when you win, when you're losing, because that, that moment will take to the grave. You know, it was such a phenomenal you know, experience. So that was, that was a couple for me. There's been many along the way, but those two really stand out because they were personal with family and friends and with Andrew. I mean, for me, for me, it's similar. I wasn't, I wasn't at Southampton, but um, uh, I was, I was, in, I was, I was, I was travelling again that day. But um, on that, on that day, uh, it was quite late at night. I was, had to be in the Middle East, and the the, the person I was travelling with, uh, we we both uh, had a, a a couple of drinks before the game because I get a bit nervous, hoping it's going to be shown on Abu Dhabi TV. But it, but it, but it wasn't live, so I had to go back to the room and watch it on uh, on my on my iPad and. Uh, my, my my friend who who happens also to be um, with me when when we uh, when we were, when we were, when the when we beat Wrexham in the playoffs um, and came to came to the playoff final as well. So he and his son have become have become Grimsby Grimsby fans, and a lot of a lot of you know, people in in my office now are kind of surrogate Grimsby fans, which is, is brilliant to spread the word. But um, he, he called me up with about ten minutes to go in the Southampton game. And we, were, we were obviously obviously leading, and um, they were pounding pounding us and. Uh, he just called me up and said, uh, "It's one thirty in the morning." So, "Are you naked?" Uh, and I said, uh, "I said no, no, I'm actually not." So he said, "Can I come and watch you with you?" Because I'm, I'm very nervous. So we, we, he came to watch the game with me, and we watched the last ten minutes. And um, and I don't think I've ever had such a mano mano a mano experience with uh, someone uh, in my bed, bedroom um, as as I have with uh, my friend Chip. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and we went down to we went down because the bar was still open. So we went down, even though we had a very important meeting the next morning at about about nine o'clock next morning. It was by this time it was about two a.m. Uh, we decided to go and uh, and have a few drinks to celebrate. So yeah, it was it, that was a that was a even though I couldn't be with everybody, it was brilliant. But then to be at Brighton and to see as as Jason said to see to see that. Uh, amazing sort of connection between between the fans and the, and the and the players and you know to actually have that have that when we lost 5-0 is quite astonishing uh, i guess the other bit would be would be danny amos scoring scoring with a cross um against luton i mean that was that, that was quite a special moment because then we kind of realized that actually we were probably going to beat beat them so uh, that, that that was good how dare you say it was a cross? <laughs> I saw one of the best YouTube videos I ever saw of that goal. It was just a Luton fan shouting, back post, back post. And then all you heard was, ding. <laughs> it was, I, I kind of, when when we lost our, you know, much loved flag at Southampton, uh, um, I did have to run through the crowd back to the ground and 
that will be my moment. I, uh, apart from the blind panic of losing the flag, um, running through town fans, sort of, sort of all in their droves, coming out delirious with happiness. It was incredible. Got to see you, Mike. Got to see Henry, I think, as well. It was, you know, it was amazing just to see so many happen, all in their own little groups, just enjoying it together. As you go, where are you going? Uh, was mostly the, mostly, but it was amazing. I had a um, I just, I had, he was I, out of out of earshot, Alex, to ask if you needed any help. I just waited just long enough, and he was just out of earshot. <laughs> I had a mate in, in in London. So that 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 couple of weeks before the Brighton game, we said to Debbie, like, well, like every media interview that we're offered, let's take it. This is a moment in the sun for the town. And so we did all kinds of stuff. I even, I think I told you a story, like I did a Spanish TV and I tried to act clever and speak Spanish. And I ended up by asking for a pencil case or pencil sharpener. It was like, anyway, oh, that never shows up. But, um, but like, we were so in it, in this cycle of doing interviews. And even on the morning, I did Five Live and Radio 4. And like two days later, I had a meeting in London with a friend of mine that's an investor. And he's like, not really into it, we went, did you know that the whole country was rude for you and i was like what do you mean he was like just the media and every said so the whole flavor of the media was everyone was rooting for Grinch. i said well i didn't actually because i didn't see any of it because we were in it and doing it but that was that was amazing for me that someone that i know doesn't like football or watch football was talking about he's a yeah he's a chelsea fan so that's the tells the story but it's like it was just incredible just to think like you know we still don't really even now people mention it and talk about where we popped up or they heard us on stuff i just thought you know, I think we squeezed every last drop of, of attention and love for the town off the back of that. And it was a, again, it was a real privilege to to be involved. But but credit to Debbie and the team at making sure that we we exhausted every possibility because it was a we really pimped ourselves out. Um, not like chips and the man of mano experience, but like certainly did did put us made ourselves available for late night wrestling if there was a chance that they would appear in the media. <laughs> That's a way of doing a cup preview, doing it sort of some semi-naked wrestling in jelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one mentioned jelly. No one mentioned jelly. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I always think on my stomach. <laughs> and I mean, thank you for coming on our pod as well for it, because I've, I kind of think we did as well. We we certainly, you know, I, not compared to you, but I there's so many random calls I got. I was like, during work so i was just on the phone to itv some guy was trying to break into the ground or whatever it was uh sort of the day before it was just it was manic and it's great to see that we've taken advantage of it. and i think there are genuinely people out there that have a lot more affection for the club now than they did and it'll be interesting to see what players we bring in next season that might actually mention that and be a defining factor in it we, we we've had quite a lot of negativity on the fans at times it previously um and those sort of moments only help with 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 some of the work that they put in as well. Um, Henry, anything else you would like to add before we let Jason forget football for three days? No, I think I think he's deserved a, a three day break from football. <laughs> Same with you as well, Andrew. I mean, granted, you get to go. I, I don't know where you're going next, but hopefully it's somewhere where you know, maybe maybe go watch some IPL in India or something. <laughs> that's that that'll be that'll be a pleasure if we could but uh yeah i'm actually i'm actually as it's as saturday and we don't have a game i'm, I'm making my cricket uh, uh re-debut again tomorrow so i'm looking forward to playing for walton park third team uh so uh it should be uh that should be something, something a sight for sore eyes that one is that on sky andrew is that on sky it should be yeah it's live i think live on sky mind the windows andrew exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you said Walton on Thames. I said, watch Sunbury. They've got a decent bowler this year. No, no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, thank you so much. And that was the the the, the, the biggest question that we had is is and, and the most upvotes was from Kenny Young, who said, it's not a question, but I'd like to thank Jason, Andrew and Debbie and the team for the incredible transformation and change in the direction of the club over the last two years. Uh, and it really has. I mean, we spoke about it on the pod. Highest finish in 17 years. Um, you know, FA Cup quarterfinal for the first time in 84 years. Got out of the Tin Pot Trophy group stage, which is massively under under underrooted. That's a huge achievement as well. A lot of money, at least. Um, and um, you know, we only lost out in the League Cup to Forest as well. So, I mean, you could could you have wished for anything more? Mike's gone. <laughs> it's, it's it's just it, for me for me. What's brilliant about going to Bundle Park these days is just the number of families and and. And children and fans, fan, fan, new fans that are there. That you know, again, the, the team are making memories. As we as we said from day one, that's what that's what this is all about. And you know, we say this in the sort of twenty the twenty five year anniversary of our 98, 98 in a famous double team. Um, so you know, for, for me, for me, that's uh, that's that's what makes it all worthwhile is is seeing uh, you know seeing all those sort of excited faces when it's when it was at the Player of the Year awards or at Blunder Park and and uh, and uh, knowing that they've got a lot of grief ahead of them as uh, as lifelong town fans hopefully like we like we've all had because they ain't going to get rid of it <laughs> you say that's that's a, that's a terrible push we're going back to the drug pushing thing now aren't we where we give yeah. the first hit for free <laughs> alex, alex alex you're guilty of it charlie charlie I, was suitably subjected to a 2-0 defeat at stevenage <laughs> he was wasn't he uh, what was the other uh, can you remember you took him to his first game as well henry at woking where we passed yeah, him over so that where we passed yeah, him over he just watched that pig <laughs> yes i had a friend i had a friend at the um the the brighton game who lives in london and they've never been to one of the games before and um a kid a, a kids are not sort of um exposed to a good experience and she said i went on the uh, on the way home her daughter who's like eight said um Oh, did you like? She went, yes, I've learned all the swear words now, Mum. That was that was the feedback. I've learned all the swears, and I was like, oh my God. yeah, okay, that was, might not have quite played out. I'd hoped in terms of, but she said she chuffed a bit for things she could repeat after um, an afternoon in the away end. It's my only rule, isn't it, Henry? Charlie can swear in the ground, and when he was leaving Wimbledon. And he was coming to sort of that line of demarcation where the end, the exit is, and he's just going shit, 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 all the way up into the line. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you for an incredible season. Thank you for all your hard work. I know um, it's never, it's not always easy, but um, uh, next year is going to be, you know, incredible, and we're all going to enjoy it. And um, this season is not one that's going to be long for, forgotten in a long time. It's been incredible. Uh, thank you all. Like so thank, as, as always, we appreciate you know, we're listeners of the pod, and we appreciate what you guys do with your own time. So, so thanks. And, and yeah, look, we, we've, we're excited about next season already, which is part of the problem. Right? I need to try and switch off for a bit, but we think about we're building we're building a platform and capabilities that can keep improving. And so, hopefully, that'll come through next year. But for your 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 commitment and support as well, it's appreciated. Thanks, Charlie. Listening, Great. brilliant. Great. <laughs> thank you everybody uh, and we shall see you all soon uh, we'll do one on Sunday uh, we're not as lucky as these two but um, after that we're all going on a long, long earned well earned break speak to you now <laughs>
And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! At double one three zero.